I'll ask anybody's questions but yours, if you're an idiot. My wife can score more than two buckets on 11 shots because I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Okay, we have made it to Champ Week here on the Made for March podcast and across college hoops. Tim Leonard, Tyler Rocky, pumped for this episode today. It is finally the only March. Time of year it's finally people Champ wants week. to be our friend. It's the only time of yeah. year. People come back to the show. They they maybe skip out through the months of what, like November through through February, mid February, and then yep. it's this time of year. Everyone's back. Everyone's rolling in. Long time, first time, whatever it is. We're glad you're here. Because it's Champ Week. Exactly. We say the podcast is made for March, so this is when we really have to deliver. We're like Iodesumu. We're like those Cade big Cunningham. Time, we got to come through in Season March. Season desist, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Rothstein. That's Rothstein. what John Rothstein mm-hmm. says, anyway. Well, the agenda for today's show is simple. It is Monday of Champ Week here, and with all due respect to some of the conferences that did have multiple bid teams and did have good years conference-wise, and have already finished Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley Conference. Shout out to Loyola. They're back in the big dance. Drake lost Sister in the title Jean game. Back. Drake, yeah, Drake kind of sitting on the bubble now. They'll play the waiting game and sort of root against the rest of the bubble teams the rest of the way. Uh, Atlantic 10, we won't dive into because Shout out to the conferences started. that get the tournaments going and they play like the the third through the sixth, and then you save the championship game to the 14th. I saw the Atlantic 10s doing that. There's a couple others that they, like the Horizon, they began their conference tournament in February. And so it's not even <laughs> champ week, but they're going to close it out on this Monday and Tuesday. So shout out to the ones that give that big gap. I, I just find that fascinating. Just I, I love the, the play it through method, but right to each their own. Yeah, so anyway, the conferences that have started, we will not discuss today, but we will be doing a Champ Week roulette here. We did this last year, and we could never get the results, unfortunately, the way that the world turned. But basically, Ty, you want to introduce the premise of how we're doing the points yeah, we're gonna, for all these conferences? We're going to add on this year, because last year we just picked a team that would not win. But this year... We're going to pick a team that's going to win. And here, here's the formula here in terms of point scoring. And you can play along at home if you would like to as well. But the point scoring formula, we're going to pick a winner in each of these. I think we've got eight conference tournaments that we're going to be going through and picking right here. The seed number of your winner is how many points you get. So if you take Michigan in the Big Ten, they're the one seed. You get one point if they win. And then... We're going to do it inversely for the loser. So you got to pick one team that is not going to win the conference tournament. Just got to pick one of them. And it's going to work inverse. So let's say you pick Michigan. Big Ten's got 14 teams. They're the one seed. You would get 14 points if Michigan does not win the Big Ten tournament. Wow. Okay. So I, the way I view this is picking the not-to-win guys is where you can get pretty risky right. and where you're probably going to make most of your head, You're going to make honestly. a lot of, a lot of, you're going to get a lot of points if you can find a one or two seed that's not going to win their respective conference tournament. Right. And also, because picking the winner is tougher than picking the not-to-win, in my eyes. I mean, I guess right. it depends like in a, on in a conference the conference. With, like the Big Ten, you've got one team that's going to win and you got 13 that aren't going to win. So you got to pick right. one of the 13 out of that group. And, and that part's going to be 
fairly easy. We should rack up a lot of points. It's just how many points are you going to rack up? Are you going to pick the two seed? Are you going to pick the eight seed? That's what you're working with. All right, well, let's dive in. Let's start with the American Conference, which amazingly, Houston is not the one seed in this conference. Shout out to Wichita State. They are the one seed, despite all the turmoil in the offseason. I know they hired their coach, Brown, to an extension, finally gave him the long-term tag there. He's done a good job. Now they're the one seed. Memphis is the three seed after a wild finish to that Houston-Memphis oh yeah, I mean, over the weekend. Here's our, here's our, we're, we're going to sprinkle in some one-and-dones here, but over the weekend, what that was unbelievable. That was an awesome, awesome finish. Yeah, that was the first this-is-March moment of the year with the half-court shot from Houston to win it 67-64. to The four-seeds SMU, who's kind of on the outside of the bubble. Five is Cincy, and then the six, UCF will play ECU. Tulsa will play Tulane in the 7-10 game. USF will play Temple in the 8-9 game. I will start us off. I'm going to say Memphis is your winner as the three-seed. I... I don't know. Houston has been rubbing me a little bit the wrong way lately. They're the best team, and it's honestly, it might be dumb of me not to just take them because they're not even the one seed, so you're getting two points if you get them, and they're definitely the odds-on favorite, I would say, but I like the way Memphis has been playing of late. They've won, I think, six of their last seven. That snapped a six-game losing streak that lost to Houston, and they've got probably just as much talent as some of those other top teams in the conference. They just haven't really put it together until this point in the season. I like the Houston pick from you there. I'm thinking about matching you, but you know what? I I mean, doesn't it feel too storybook for for Wichita State to not win this thing? So I'm going to go with Wichita State as my winner out of the, the AAC. Okay. And then not to win, for me, this was pretty easy, and maybe I'll look like a fool. SMU's a good team, but as a four seed, I think it's kind of a no-brainer here because, A, they've been dealing with a lot COVID-19-wise. They've been on a couple different pauses in the month of February, just have not been playing, and who knows how much they're going to be a factor once they get off their pauses before this tournament. Also, they're dealing with the pressure of we're on the outside of the NCAA tournament bubble, which I guess is good and bad because some teams might seize the moment there. They're a team that really needs to do some damage to get inside. So they don't have a ton of pressure and it's more of a, yeah, let's go and grab it and see what we can do here. But I do think the COVID situation stuff, and then I think there's a drop off from those top three teams to SMU. And if you're tearing, I would agree with that. Cause I mean, yeah, you're looking at three teams or I I guess you could say Memphis isn't squarely in quite yet, but the way that you're laying them out there in terms of they're in your eyes, they're going to win this thing. Then that, that would obviously get them into the AAC tournament or to the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm looking here. So your SMU pick would net you eight points. That That's a lot of points, yep. uh, especially for a, a league that only has 11 teams. I'm actually going to go with the pick that you made. Almost feels like Memphis might be a little too hot, and you're going to have to okay. face Houston that second time, or it might be the third time, I think, that they'll be meeting up. And I, I like Houston's chances to, to win a, a, again against Memphis. I think that even though it was a... An entertaining finish. I don't think that was a true indication of who Houston is as a team. So I'm going to take Memphis as a nine-pointer. Yeah. I think Houston will win the league if I had to pick one team without, without any value points attached bearing to it. on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I did think about Wichita State as the not to win, just as a fun one, because they're probably the least likely one seed to win. But then at the same time, there's just not a whole lot of teams that can win the conference. So you're kind of dancing with the devil at the same time, even though they're not an elite one seed and they're not projected to win as a one seed. You're really, I'd be surprised if someone not named Wichita State, Houston, Memphis won this conference. Maybe Cincinnati. I, I don't know. I just don't really see any other teams. Like I said, I think there's a drop off after those three. And really, there's a drop off after the first two and then to Memphis. It's just Memphis has been playing better of late. Yeah. All right. Next up is the ACC, the biggest conference of them all. 15 This teams. is where you can rack up some points all here. The seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really could. Um, and this is close to our heart, or at least close to my heart, because I always try to make it the ACC him. tournament. Uh, listen, well, yes, we, we've talked and, about this many times, too. The ACC right. tournament is a much better event in terms of, I'm going to go, I'm going to spend a couple of days watching basketball. I would rather go to the ACC tournament than the NCAA tournament. And I think you can say the same about most of these power conference tournaments. I would rather go to the Big Ten tournament. I haven't been to the SEC Pac-12, um, Big East tournament. I haven't been to those, so I, I'm not going to make a, a judgment on that. But I've been to the Big Ten. I've been to the ACC. And I've been to the NCAA tournament. I, I haven't been to a Final Four, but I've been to the NCAA tournament multiple times. I have had way more fun at the ACC Big Ten than I have at the NCAA. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The ACC tournament is always a blast. I will not be there this year, but I try to go most years. And I think they will have some fans this year in Greensboro, but I probably will not be able to make it, unfortunately. Anyway... It's odd. Virginia's the number one seed, which I guess is what we would have maybe predicted at the start of the year, but Florida State kind of blew it here after losing at Notre Dame over the weekend. They fell to the number two line, so Virginia's your ACC regular season champs. We don't have to go through all the seeds. Basically, the funniest part about this entire conference bracket is seeing Duke that has to play you gotta in play the, on win, Tuesday. the Tuesday mm-hmm. game Yeah, against Boston College. That's a 10-15 matchup, 4-30 Tuesday. And Duke, obviously, losing to UNC over the weekend, fell them to not even getting a single bye. There are some good teams that I think could make a run in this tournament. I look at UNC as maybe the... I think I'm going to pick UNC to win. I was looking at that, too. That is a great value play that I was eyeing as well. I'm not going to take it now that you've swiped it off the board, but I I was looking at UNC to pick up six points in a 15-team uh, conference, that that's pretty big right there. Right, and you look at Bavada, and some of it's brand name here, but UNC is the third best odds to win it all on Bavada, and they're a six seed. You got Florida State plus 225, Virginia plus 245, and UNC plus 450. And then I looked at their path here, and they're going to get the winner of Notre Dame-Wake Forest, which... Heck, UNC has been a tough team to predict this year, but I think they should take care of them. That's 9 p.m. on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, 9 p.m. game, they would then play Virginia Tech if they win. Virginia Tech, to me, shout out to Mike Young. He wins Coach of the Year in the conference. They're the three seed. They're the softest you know, of the double buys. I look yeah, at the du- I'm going to say it right now. Virginia Tech's my pick not to win this tournament okay. as the three seed, okay. I think. Yeah. I kind of like and that. I, I think it's partially because they will run into UNC in that game. And I feel like UNC has the size to exploit them. And then you keep going. And if you're UNC at that point, you're kind of rolling. You would then get Florida state who you beat on your home court. Not that long ago. 
I don't think Florida State and Virginia are at the tippy tippy top of like really good. like there's not a true elite team in this bracket. So because of that, I'll take UNC to win and Virginia Tech not to win. I like those picks. So since you took UNC, I'm going to take my next kind of dark horse-ish kind of pick here. I'm going to take Georgia Tech to win the ACC tournament. They've played some really good ball down the stretch. I really like what Pastner's done. Moses Wright is playing some of his best basketball right now. ACC player of the yep. year, Moses who, Wright. Who would have thought? <laughs> Moses Wright uh, to, to take home that award. But I'm going to take Moses Wright. My brother actually texted me the other day, and he's right after Moses Wright won the player of the year, and he said, I once played, he went to Georgia Tech. He's like, I once played pickup with Moses Wright. He dunked all over me, but my team actually beat his <laughs> team because all he did was step back and take threes the entire time, and he bricked them all. Um, but so yeah, really? so yeah, he, my brother, beater of Moses Wright, he beat him in a, in a intramural pickup, whatever you want to call it, game. So shout out to my brother, Michael. Um, so I'm going to take Georgia Tech to win. I'm going to try to pick up four points with that. And then in terms of the team to not win, I'm going to kind of do what you did here and take a team that would be in Georgia Tech's path. And that's the Virginia Cavaliers. I don't know if I love wow. the path for Virginia here. Because Syracuse, NC State and Syracuse, they're going to get the winner of that game. NC State is a team that has already beat Virginia. Now, I think Syracuse is going to be the one that ends up facing Virginia. And those games are weird. Those games are always weird. So I'll take, I'm not necessarily going to take the orange in that game, but I don't like the matchup either way when you've got Virginia. And then after that, I think Georgia Tech is the hottest team in the ACC right now. So I'm going to go with Tech to probably take down this Virginia team. And I'm going to try to pick up 15 points. This is the first time we're. I think one of us is going to take a number one overall seed. I get we've only done two now, but I'm going to take yeah. Virginia to lose. <laughs> I think this is a good spot to, to take down a one seed. Because remember, they kind of got in on a backdoor way. Florida State should have been the one seed, but because they lost to uh, Notre Dame, who shot the lights out, by the way, since they lost to Notre Dame, they that elevated Virginia to that number one spot. So I'm going to take Virginia to lose earlier than expected. Yeah, you're probably on to something there where there's 15 teams, so that's we a, might yeah, that's as well a lot just of go points. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess like UNC will only net me nine points. I say only. I mean, that'd be a good chunk of points here, but it almost feels like that that's going to be a better pick than picking the team. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough game if you really crunch the numbers. Sometimes you could probably like game the system here, but we're... We're just going down the line, and I think Virginia Tech's not going to win the tournament as the three seed, so I like my pick there. Yeah. Um, all right, Big East, next up. We'll run through the seeding, most of the seeding real quick. Nova, who I'm sure a lot of our listeners know by now, but we haven't really discussed this. Colin Gillespie out for the season. Also, That's Justin tough to Moore, watch, man. That, yeah, really tough. That was really tough to see a guy like him go down. I know, and... I just don't think Nova's the favorite now in this conference because Justin Moore also tore his ankle, or didn't, I shouldn't say tore, he hurt his ankle. We don't know the status of it, but Jay Wright said it looked pretty severe, and Moore is their third leading scorer. Gillespie was, I think, second behind JRE, who did win Big East Player of the Year, I saw the other day. So now when I look at the odds, they're actually third. You've got Creighton plus 175, UConn, who's been playing some great basketball, plus 190, Villanova's plus 275 as the one seed to win the Big East title. 
Then there's kind of a drop-off. It's been kind of a lousy Big East this year. St. John's in the four-hole against Seton Hall. That'll be a big game for bubble implications because Seton Hall right on the bubble. St. John's on the outside looking in, and Seton Hall just blew an 18-0 lead to them in the last game of the regular season. Uh, Providence will play DePaul in the 6-11, Xavier against Butler in the 7-10, and Georgetown against Marquette, two household programs in the 8-9 that have had bad years. I'll say... First off, I'll go with who will not win, and I'll take the four-seed St. John's because same theory kind of as the American Conference. Feels like a drop-off there. St. John's down one of their best players in Johnson. At least maybe he he will return, but at least as it stands right now, there's some question on whether he will play, did not play in the last couple games. And I don't love their draw because if they win, they play Nova. Now, Nova did just lose to Providence. They're a different team, but... I don't think St. John's is winning this tournament. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. I'll, I'll also pick my my not to win here. I'm going to go with another one seed. I mean, Villanova did not look good. How? I, I, I know that it looked close, but you got to remember, Providence was crushing them in that first half, and then Nova kind of clawed its way back. So maybe you could argue, okay, they'll figure things out a little bit of how to play with that without Colin Gillespie, and you could argue that they started to do that, but the hole was just too big to dig out of. But in terms of that, I mean, you're going to have to beat a couple of really hot teams. And I want to I want to stake my flag right now and who I want to or who I'm picking to win. I, this isn't just a, a heart pick in terms of finding the value. This is also thinking with my mind as well of who I think is going to win. I think it's going to be UConn. I really do. I know they're yeah. going to be the trendy pick. I, I don't have the odds in front of me right now, but would not shock me if well, they I just are, read them. They're they're plus 190. Are they plus 190? So okay. right behind 175 for crazy. So I really like UConn's chances of winning this, and I think at a three seed, that's pretty good value. So I'm going to take UConn to win. That would net me three points, and I'm going to take Villanova to lose. That that would net me 11 points. Yeah, I'm going to take UConn to win as well. I think they're playing like the best team in the conference right now. They've won seven of eight. James, there is dysfunction in each of the top two spots, with Nova losing a player and Creighton. I think without Greg McDermott, we're not sure exactly what what the situation is quite yet, but there's a lot going on there at Creighton after. Right. I mean, Coach McDermott, the the comments he made, absolutely inexcusable. I mean, just talking with some Creighton players, I guess the semi-refreshing thing is they were all taken aback, but it's also that that should not be something in your vocabulary. Like, yeah, it's just... That's the issue. It should never be in your vocabulary. And the fact that we're, we're still de- we're still dealing with that, even with people who, a lot of these guys who played at Creighton, they've never heard something like that come out of McDermott's mouth. There isn't a checkered pass like that with him. So Yeah. Also, I was all set to pick Providence because that one year that they oh, you, really that was went a on a run for me. you. What, what seed yeah. were they that year? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I think they were plus 6,000, and I took them, and then they lost in a nail-biting final game to Villanova, right. and I'm sure I didn't hedge it properly. And we were I remember us, we were, we were in like the think tank, trying to think of ways for you to hedge a plus 6,000 yeah. Providence as we head into the championship game, because Nova, I think, was like a 12.5-point favorite, I want to say, and yeah. so you can't really hedge with a 12.5-point favorite, because what, the odds of that are probably minus... Probably like minus a thousand or something. It's something very high. Right. It just, I should have hedged earlier, I think, was the problem. But then they really could have won the game. And there was, 
I, I forget the exact I do think you specific. you hedged a little bit with Providence I did, plus 12 and a half or whatever the number. Right. Was. I walked out with like about as much money as I put in though. <laughs> For like having Providence this great pick to make. I mean, I'm sure I made some money, but it was not like a great investment. Like I didn't handle it properly. We botched. Let's, just, then, let's lay it out. We botched it. Yeah. Well, okay. You botched it. I tried to help you. So I'll take a little bit of the blame as well. Sure. Um, and then it also would have just been a ridiculous sum of money for if Providence won the game versus if they didn't win the game. Despite my hedging, there was only so much I could do, and they still didn't win the game barely. Right. But I was all set to pick them at plus 3,000 and, and ride it again, but they do play UConn if they win in the first game against DePaul, which I think they should beat DePaul, but UConn's a tough draw in that 6-3 game for them. I was surprised Xavier is plus 450 odds despite being the seventh seed and going against Butler in the first round. That's going to be a desperate Xavier, Xavier team, play too. Creighton. Yeah, because of the, the bubble and all that. They lost to Marquette. They, they need some wins. If they lose that game to Butler, they're done. And that's one of those matchups right. where you're going to see a lot of things shake out because of the result of that Butler versus Xavier game. Yeah, it's just interesting because they're the seventh seed, but they're plus 450. St. John's, the team I picked not to win, is plus 1,800 as the four seed. So it kind of shows you that Xavier is the fourth most likely team, clearly, according to Vegas, to win that tournament. But I think UConn is going to be the trendy pick. We're kind of falling into the trap there. They've just played so good. It's the trendy pick. It's the fun pick. If you want to have fun pick UConn, go lay a little coin down on UConn. That's the fun pick here. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten which has 14 teams and a lot of points potentially for us here. We won't go through all the seeding, but Michigan won, despite, I think, Illinois was, Illinois was saying they maybe deserve. Yeah. yeah, Illinois getting a little <laughs> chirpy. It's fun with them yeah, because I, mean, I think of, what wasn't it like World War II where America was fighting the, the war at home and abroad or something like that? And it's a war on two fronts. That's what Illinois fans do every single game. They're not only fighting the battle of this is our opponent, we have to beat our opponent, but then they're also fighting the Io versus Luca Big Ten slash National Player of the Year conversation. I love this whole idea of the the pettiness that has become a big part of what Illinois basketball is this year. I mean, it's got, I'm not going to say it's got UCF football vibes, but I kind of feel like they just get hurt over whatever happens. And I do have to say, first of all, Io coming back and playing against Ohio State, he came back a lot earlier than I thought he was going to come back. And he came out, balled out. Then on top of that, um, Iowa announces right after that Luca Garza is going to have his number retired, which obviously he was going to have his number retired at some point. But Illinois fans are probably thinking like, WTF, like we should have done that with Io right after he finished his junior yeah. season game. <laughs> like, That's funny. Io's mask was sick, by the That's, way. It was like Batman, all black. Talk about it something was, it was pretty awesome. like the little the little rabbit's foot that that can change these Player of the Year slash NCAA tournament hopes. That's one of them right there, masked Io. Yeah, that, I mean that that's something that might change it a little bit. Who knows? I know Luca won Big Ten Player of the Year, but that was to be expected given that Io got hurt at the end of the year and it kind of resolved itself at the end so michigan's the one seed illinois the two iowa the three purdue the four those are the teams that get i guess is the double buy 
And then Ohio State is the five, even though they've been on the one line in the NCAA tournament. I mean, can, can we declare that Iowa's gotten the triple by? Because they have the winner of Nebraska, Penn State's going to face the winner of uh, Wisconsin and then whoever wins that game. Can, we, we need to have a brief okay, Wisconsin right. conversation yeah. here. Are they a tournament yeah, team? Okay, so, like, I think we're starting but, to trend yeah. towards maybe they're not. They have not had a quality win in the year of 2021. They've lost what six of eight, I think. It's ugly. It, it is really ugly. They they played a, a very good game against Iowa, and I know there was a whole ref show and everything like that. But Wisconsin is starting to be really puzzling to me to the point where I think we should almost talk them as more of a bubble team because their wins this year. Let me read off their three best wins of the season. Okay, you beat Loyola Chicago back in I want to say it was November or December. You beat Louisville, who is coming off a pause, and you beat them by 40. Who hasn't beaten Louisville by 40 coming off a pause? <laughs> and, and then you beat Rutgers. Like, those are your three best wins this year. I don't know, man. They're like, obviously, the they're going to start to get That's in, but let's, let's just say this. They're not winning an NCAA tournament game. And if they play Penn State in this 6-11 matchup in the Big Ten tournament, I don't know if Wisconsin's winning that game. Yeah, I think you're you're a little too harsh on them because they won on the road at Maryland. They won at home against Penn State easily. I mean, there's not a lot of quality wins, but they're still sixth in the Big Ten, which is the deepest conference in college basketball and the best conference. I mean, I'll say it. I think the Big 12's good, but the Big Ten's the best conference. And that Loyola Chicago win is still very important. Like, they're 11 on Ken Palm. You don't get to 11 on... I know we, we rag on Ken Palm sometimes, and I'm sure that win over Louisville is a little misleading for the their Ken Palm stats because that's a big reason why I feel like Ken Palm gets a little jaded is when you go on those big blowout wins and they got Louisville at a good time. But, I mean, they took down Loyola Chicago in the non-con and Louisville. They, they played a pretty tough schedule, a really tough schedule, really, when you consider the Big Ten. And they're, like, they're doing pretty well. I don't think they're playing well of late. I don't think they're going to win this I've never seen a team not die a team. like this without a major injury happening. I've never seen a team yeah. collapse like this. They need Kobe King to leave the roster, yeah. but he already did that last <laughs> Can year. Can he do it again? I mean, <laughs> Brad Davison, get out of here. Right. Um, which I saw Brad Davidson was diving on the floor the other day and a lot of people were like yep this is brad davidson this is Marsh. if you look him up mm-hmm. in the dictionary um this is uh, i think that was big 10 ben who was saying that on twitter shout out to him but yeah i'm gonna say wisconsin doesn't win the tournament after defending them as a six seed this is a tough one because a lot of these teams can win purdue i was tempted to pick as the four seed but i just i i get scared with purdue. purdue i get a little scared yeah yeah, there's just so much fun to watch and such a fun program right now. I don't want to – I like the Purdue people. I don't want to get them against me. Yeah. So I'll say Wisconsin will not win as the six seed. Yeah, I kind of – I was looking at Wisconsin. I think I'm just going to match you on that. It's yeah. a quality number of points here. I'll count them up in a second. But, yeah, I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to take Wisconsin as well to not win in this champ week roulette. And then my pick to win – it's not going to give me a lot of points. I'm going to take Illinois because yeah. you know they've been chirping a lot about the, oh, we should get a share of the regular season Big Ten. 
And then it just kind of feels like, oh, well, they'll just go win the Big Ten tournament, so it is even. And we've got, we won the Big Ten tournament, whereas Michigan won the regular season for the conference. So I'm going to go with Illinois. Yeah, I'm going to go with Illinois, too. Not to just totally have the same ones here in the Big Ten, but I do think the winner will come from one of the top three teams, if I had to guess. Michigan, Illinois, Iowa are the top three seeds. And Michigan has some Eli Brooks injury concerns, and Iowa has some Wieskamp injury concerns right now. And, and, and Illinois, Illinois got back. Yeah, their injury problems have so. been solved. Curbelo's playing some of his best basketball right now, too. Yeah. And I think that was good for them to learn that, hey, they're still a really good team without Io. Like, they crushed yeah, Michigan. Yeah, those freshmen stepped Michigan. up in that game. Whether it was Curbelo, right. um, some of the other guys on there. I think Grandison had a pretty good game as well, if I'm remembering correctly. But Here's a conversation. If Illinois wins the Big Ten, Michigan does something not terrible, but does not win the Big Ten. Coming off a loss to Michigan State. Is Illinois the third overall number one seed and Michigan's the fourth? Probably, right? I mean, I figure the winner of the Big Ten claims that third number one, assuming it's Michigan, Illinois, or Iowa. Because Iowa... It It would be... Iowa's going to have to beat both of those teams in all likelihood to get the Big Ten tournament champion. And if they do that, to me, that's enough in my book to be named the the third overall one seed and and they're playing much better i don't better think defense. iowa can get there you don't think honestly. so i think they can get to the four line if they want and at the it. end of the day three four it doesn't really matter but no but it's just going to be a talking point amongst big 10 faithful because i think michigan will still have the better body of work they'll still have four losses compared to illinois six if illinois wins it all but illinois crushed him and Michigan has not been playing as good of as good of late as Illinois has, and especially when you count in in our hypothetical that they would lose a game in the Big Ten tournament and Illinois would win the Big Ten tournament. So I would probably lean Illinois if that happened. I'd say if Iowa won it, if Iowa wins it and Michigan and Illinois do pretty well in the tournament, is Iowa on the one line? I'm sorry, run through that. If Iowa wins it and Michigan and yeah, Illinois... So- See, everyone likes to say that those those one seeds are all wrapped up at this point. I don't know if they are. I I, I don't know if they are. I, I think that if you see Iowa go out and beat Illinois, then then I think you have to have the conversation, especially if Iowa ends up winning the entire Big Ten tournament. I, I don't think Illinois' one seed is as safe as people think it is. Yeah. I guess Iowa has a legit shot to run through both of them. And I would too, say the same about Michigan, because even though they had a phenomenal regular season, you, you stumbled at the end against Michigan State, you got crushed by Illinois, and you didn't play as many games as most of these teams either. So I, I'm not ready to – like, listen, if I had to put money down on, on who's going to be the one seed, I'm probably putting Michigan and Illinois as my one seeds yeah. right now, but – I don't think they're as locked in as people think. Let's just leave it that no, way. No, I'm with you there. I think if Iowa runs through Baylor both of them, and Gonzaga are locks. I don't even think they have to win yeah. their conference. I think they're locks. But everyone else, no I doubt. think, is. Listen, you feel a lot safer with Michigan and Illinois as being the one seeds, but I would not put it in stone quite yet. Let's say Illinois loses round one. This is just kind of fun. So I'm going to keep going. Illinois loses round one to Rutgers. Does a team like Alabama have a shot? 
I think so. Or, like if, if Alabama wins the SEC, and the SEC has been one of the toughest conferences to predict this entire season long. But if Alabama, yeah, like let's talk about, and maybe we can save some of the conversation. But I feel like more things have to happen have to happen in the Big Ten for Alabama to get a one seed. Like obviously, Alabama's not getting a one seed unless they win the SEC tournament, right? So let's just say Alabama yeah. wins the SEC tournament. They do so in Alabama fashion. They're winning games by in the neighborhood of seven to to twelve points every time out, which I think they can do. Let. What has to happen in the Big Ten for them to elevate into that one line? Either Illinois or Michigan have to lose in the first round. I think that's one of the safe things to say. If you're yeah. going to see, Al- and then you can't have Iowa win, and then yeah, you cannot <laughs> have Iowa play. win at all. So you would probably need Purdue you or need Ohio lot, State. Honestly. Yeah, I mean it's going to take a lot, but I love working through the hypotheticals here. You probably need Purdue or Ohio State. Because I don't think Ohio State finished strong enough to warrant a one seed, and Purdue's not getting a one seed, right? Like yeah. I, I don't see a world where Purdue's a one seed, even if they do win the Big Ten tournament. Um, you maybe need Wisconsin to revitalize itself, because. But yeah, no, you're gonna need. But the the combination of Michigan, Illinois, and Iowa cannot win more than three games. Yeah, I think bottom line, it's probably coming from the Big Ten. Because that's a lot, what you just laid out. For all them to lose and, you know, get upset, and then Alabama to win it all. And honestly, Alabama, I don't think Houston has a shot, even if they win the American. So Alabama's really the only team yeah. we would entertain here. And even that, I'd say, is like a 1% chance. I mean, I don't really see them getting into And let's the be honest, that, where's the conference, or where's the, the NCAA tournament being played? It's being played in the great state of Indiana. They're of course yeah. <laughs> gonna they're gonna lean with their although 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 the head of the Kentucky. committee is yeah. Mitch Barnhart, who's the AD at Kentucky, right? So he may show a little SEC love. So we've got we've got a battle of the immovable object object versus the unstoppable force here. The SEC on the committee versus the the Big Ten hosting a bulk of these games. So I, I guess there there are a, a number of factors at play here. So we'll keep things moving here. Big 12, I think this might be the funnest of the conference tournaments, yes. which I know that's not a word, but we'll make it a I word I think they did this. make it a word it, not too long ago, actually. Oh, right. I think we talked about this. Maybe <laughs> maybe off air. Um, but yeah, funnest. We're, we're rolling we're with, with it. it. They've got yeah. seven teams ranked, and Oklahoma's in a tough spot because they're, they missed the cutoff of being that ranked team that now has to start the tournament on Wednesday. They'll play Iowa State, which... Iowa State is 0-18 in conference play, so I think they'll beat Iowa State. And then they'll draw the uh, Kansas as the two-seed, Oklahoma, if they do beat Iowa State. Baylor's the one. We all kind of know that. Texas will play Texas Tech in the 3-6 game. West Virginia against Oklahoma State again in the 4-5 game. Who knows if Cade Cunningham will be playing, but Oklahoma State still beat them on the road, I believe, in Morgantown, if I'm not mistaken, without Cade Cunningham. Tough loss for West Virginia because they dropped from the three line to the four line, given that Texas beat TCU last night. TCU will play Kansas State in the 8-9 game, if anyone cares about that. I will say Baylor will win. I know it's only going to get me a point, but, I mean, Baylor's just back. Like, last time we talked, we were worried, and they're just running through teams again. And Macy Oteague, shout out to him, he goes 10 for 12 from three, 35 points. 
Second most made threes in a Big 12 game ever with 10 threes, and he only added on 10 attempts. And he sets the Baylor school record, I believe, or tied it with 10 threes. I mean, Baylor's probably going to win this tournament, I'd say, is the same. Right. I think the way that we've seen Baylor dispose of a team like Oklahoma State kind of tells you what you need to know. And I look at Baylor, it feels like every game, and in this case, it was Teague's stat line. But there's one player, you look at their stat line, or they'll flash a graphic up on, on the screen while you're watching the game, and it's just a WTF stat line. Your your jaw drops. Like, I was watching that that game with uh, with Baylor and, and with Teague, and they flashed the graphic up, and he's 7 of 8 from 3. And I'm thinking, what? Like, how? How? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but that happens once a game, whether it's him, whether it's Davion Mitchell or Jared Butler. It, it, there's always one guy on Baylor who has that sort of stat line every single game, and, and the game that they didn't have it was against Kansas, but I'm going to excuse that Kansas loss because I'm going to I'm gonna chalk that one up to COVID, really. That, that's what I saw yeah. in that game was a team that was still a step slow and trying to get their footing under them, as opposed to the Baylor that we are seeing now. Because the Baylor that we're seeing now is the Baylor that we saw before they went on pause and had all of those COVID-19 complications, so... I don't want to pick yeah. Baylor because it's just one point, but I don't have faith in Kansas. Don't have faith in Texas. Right. West Virginia is kind of, eh. Oklahoma State's playing some good ball. I'll, I'll give them that, but I'm not going to pick them if I don't know the health status of Cade Cunningham. I, I know they went out and won without him. Right. What, what is this with, with the double initials, the Ewing theory with the double initials? Cade Cunningham, Jalen Johnson. Kobe King, like, <laughs> is this a thing that that we're untapping now? That the the Ewing let's, theory. Let's dive into better? it some more. Like yeah. seriously. <laughs> so, um, I would only really feel okay with picking Oklahoma State because I don't love a lot of these Big Twelve. Like the, I still think these Big Twelve teams are better than some of the the Big Ten teams. Like the number seven Oklahoma team is better than. I think the the number six team in the the Big Ten in Wisconsin and the I would even say I think like, they both stink though. <laughs> like like you're not relative, big on Oklahoma, stink, okay. but I, I'm yeah. a little higher on Oklahoma than you are. Um, but yeah, you know I'm I'm just gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna I'm gonna just not overthink this one. Take Baylor. Take my one point. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Baylor too. As I said, I'll take Oklahoma State not to win, and that's just because of the path and the Cunningham concerns. Yeah. Yeah, they got to beat West Virginia again. Then they got to play Baylor if they win that, and then maybe Texas. Or I mean, it's just a lot going right for Oklahoma State. It's the toughest path of really any. I guess West Virginia's got the same path, so you could say that too. Um, so maybe I should take West Virginia because then I get one more point. But I'll ride Oklahoma State. And looking at the odds, Baylor's minus one forty to win it. Honestly, I thought it'd be higher, right? Like. Like in the minus yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, what? Range. They're going to have to win three games. So, it's, I mean, they're, they're going to play that warm up game against TCU and Kansas State. They're going to win that game by 25, 30 points. Yeah. I don't know. That, it almost doesn't even count. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Minus 140 seems about right. I'll say. I, I, I like, right. kind of scoffed at it at first, but I, now that I think about it a little bit more, it sounds right. It's also like, I just can't really see Kansas or Texas winning this. Well, that's where I'm going to go with, with my pick because I can't see Kansas or Texas winning this when they have to beat Baylor. Yeah. And, and you think Baylor's going to lose to Kansas? 
after what happened in, in where they that's their only embarrassment all season long. I, I don't see it happening. So I'm going to take Kansas to not win because A, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of faith in Kansas to begin with. And then on top of that, I don't see them beating Baylor. So I might as well maximize my points, take Kansas, try to pick up right. 10. Yeah, because Kansas is plus 325, Texas plus 750 on Bavada. And listen, that's that really good value. I, on, on like a Texas to win it all as a three seed, like that's yeah. pretty good value. Yeah, and... Texas has swept Kansas this year. So if they get past Texas Tech, they'll be going into that Kansas game with some confidence because Texas has been playing better of late. They haven't beat a ton of teams. I mean, they beat Oklahoma, but like they took care of TCU the other night. So I don't know. They're trending more in the right direction after some COVID pause stuff and complications earlier in the year for them. All right, so that, that'll kind of wrap up our Big 12 portion. I've got Oklahoma State not to win, Baylor to win. You've got Baylor to win and the two-seed Kansas not to win. Pac-12 now. This is always a fun one. I I was a little bummed to see Oregon grab the one seed because they're always my team that I ride in these yeah. conference tournaments and in March. I, I love Dana Altman. Don't think he gets enough credit. But Oregon's been playing some great ball after some COVID-19 complications where it really set them back at the start of the year. I think they've won maybe 9 of 10 or something like that, to get the one line and win the Pac-12 regular season title. USC the 2, Colorado the 3, UCLA is the 4, inside the bubble, but UCLA not like totally. This? I mean, they, they had a, an inside path, yeah. it felt like, to winning the Pac-12 regular season. And they end up as the 4 seed. Yeah, I was so high on them at the start of the year. Losing Smith hurt a lot, but still, I, I think they should have finished better than fourth in the Pac-12 this year, and they blew a game the other day badly. Yeah. Oregon State is the five. Stanford's the six, kind of a dangerous six seed. Utah seven, healthy, yeah. Arizona mm-hmm. State. Yeah, if they're healthy, that's the thing. Arizona State, same thing if they're healthy, but they're the eight. Washington State, nine. Shout out to Mike Hopkins. He didn't finish last. He got 10th in the Pac-12 out of 11. Shout out Cal Jalen Brown. Last. California did. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Cal is the 11 there. Uh, I'll start us off. I will say Oregon State will not win this tournament as the five seed. I was very close to going Colorado, but haven't really watched a ton of Colorado this year, if I'm being honest. And then also the Pac-12, there's not a great team. So I think like it wouldn't shock me if Colorado just played pretty good and won this thing. Oregon State is a drop-off, though, I think, from the UCLA. And I'm just looking for the drop-off. Yeah, that, that's a good strategy to take with this. Uh, um, in terms of... You mentioned Colorado. They actually they finished the year winning their final four games of the season. And I look at Colorado as that three seed, and, and they did take down USC and um, in, in that quest. And they've also beaten Oregon this year. I believe they've beaten all of the top three seeds in this tournament, or uh, the top four seeds in this tournament. Yeah. So no, they're good. they've got the quality wins. They've got the guy in McKinley. Right. I'm actually going to take Colorado to win and try to pick up some points that way. Okay. Yeah. Colorado's got pretty good odds. Second best odds on Bavada here. USC plus 185. Oregon is plus 265. Colorado in between them at plus 210. UCLA plus 500. I'm going to take Stanford to win. They're plus 1500. I'm just going for a home run swing here. I feel like the Pac-12 gets wonky sometimes in these conference tournaments. And I know Stanford's not entirely healthy and they really aren't trending. 
but I know they have the pedigree and they have the quadrant one wins. And if they win, it becomes a talking point. I mean, obviously if they win, they're in the field, but if they get to like the conference tournament final and lose, it's going to be a puzzling one for the committee because they're really good quad one wise. They just haven't really had their full team. They weren't playing on their home court this year. There was a lot of other stuff that held them back. So it's probably a silly pick because they're not trending, but I think as the six seed, they've got a decent chance or just about as good of a chance as maybe even UCLA as the four. So based on the numbers game, I'll take Stanford. Yeah, in terms of the the pick that I'm going to take to to not win, I'm actually going to go with Oregon. I think this is a good chance. This is the, the third time that I have picked the number one overall seed in the conference to not win. And I think this is another one of those good spots. Again, this tournament can act really weird, and usually it acts really weird in favor of Oregon. I think this time it might act a little weird against Oregon. If Arizona State or if Washington State gets a little bit healthier by that Thursday, March 11th matchup, I wouldn't be surprised to see Oregon go out in the first. Like, it's that, and then you're going to play probably UCLA. They're going to feel a little bit hungrier too, so... I don't love Oregon's chances. I think they've been a touch overrated all season long as well. So I'm going to roll against the Ducks here and, and take them to to lose and not win this this Pac-12. You've been smarter about these not to win. I think you're going to rake in some of those one seed points. Next up, SEC. We got two more. SEC Mountain West. SEC, Alabama the one, Arkansas the two, LSU the three, Tennessee is the four seed after beating Florida the five seed. Ole Miss 6, Missouri 7, Kentucky 8. I'll stop there because I don't think we're going to pick anyone else outside of the top 8. I'll say not to win. This is a tough one to pick. I'll go Florida as the 5 seed not to win because of path. They'll have to beat an easy game against Vandy, Texas A&M, but that adds another game, makes you more tired. Then you you play Tennessee, a team you just lost to. Then if you win that, you're likely playing Alabama or a hot Kentucky team maybe if they upset Alabama. So I think their path is the toughest. And as the five seed, I I feel like they're not going to win, and that's a pretty safe bet for me. In terms of not to win here, I'm going to go with LSU. They're checking in as the three seed in this one. And LSU, the defensive struggles have plagued them all season long. And in these sort of tournament formats, if you've got some of these inconsistencies on one end of the floor, that hurts a lot. And especially with a team like LSU, where you're going to have to play an all right Mississippi team, and then you're going to have to play one of the hottest teams in the country in Arkansas. So, yeah. I mean, Musselman's going to have his shirt off, and when he's got his shirt off, LSU's not playing defense. So, I'm going to take LSU to not win this, this SEC tournament as a three seed. All right, for who's going to win, I'm just going to have some fun here. Oh, I know where Kentucky. you're going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The I knew you were. It's just. The storyline, if they take down Alabama, it's like everyone's going to jump on board, and I don't want to be late to the party here. I think Alabama and Arkansas is, I, I feel I feel very confident Alabama and Arkansas, one of those two wins this tournament, if I'm not factoring in numbers at all. But it's almost like if you pick Alabama and you get it right, you only get a point. Like, what does that really do right. in this game? Where if you pick Kentucky, I mean, that might win me the thing if they go on a run here. So I'll take them as the eight. You know, I'm not going to get as weird as yours, as Kentucky, but I am going to take the team slotted right above them. And that is Missouri. I think there's good value on Missouri wow. as a yeah. seven. 
remember, this is a team that at the beginning of the season was all the hype. I believe they got as as high as what, like 11 or 12 in the polls. And yeah. we've seen in these conference tournaments, experience matters in one-and-done formats, and that's something that I think can help Missouri because they're one of the 10 most experienced teams in the country, not just in the com- in the country. So I'm going to take Missouri. I like the value as a seven seed to pick up seven points. Yeah, Kentucky, by the way, is plus 700 to win the conference. Missouri is plus 900. Alabama, the favorite, at plus 230 on Bavada and the SEC. Final one is the Mountain West. And if you're like, huh, Mountain West, I probably won't watch that. I would encourage you guys to watch it this year. Multi-bid league this year. Yeah, there's a lot of bubble teams. Basically, San Diego State is in the tournament field. They're ranked. They're the number one overall seed. Two, three, four is Utah State, Colorado State, Boise State, in that order. All three of those teams are on the bubble, and they're pretty firmly on the bubble right right now. And it's going to be very interesting if they play one another, if they stumble in the first round, what does that mean? Just basically interesting to see how the committee looks at the Mountain West. They could get one team, they could get four, and a lot of it depends on how this tournament goes. For a pick to win, I'll take Utah State as the two seed. I've liked them a lot all year long, and I think they're a little bit above Colorado State and Boise State the way they've been playing, which is kind of a hot take because Colorado State and Boise State are more inside the bubble, I'd say, right now than Utah State when you look at their resume, but I just think Utah State's a little bit better of a team. And I'll say Boise State will not win because I think they've been trending in the wrong direction. They just lost to Fresno State at home, which was a terrible loss for them. Yeah, I'm going to take Utah State as well. They won both of their games against the the number one team in this conference in San Diego State. I like that Utah State pick to win. Um, I, I just look at when... And Boise State is a team that has knocked off Utah State twice. Again, it, this is a tough conference to predict because they've been going with that model of you're going to play. So in the case of of San Diego State and Utah State, they play on Thursday at Utah State and then they play again at Saturday, two days later. So it's kind of tough to to get a gauge on on what the Mountain West is going to be like in a one and done format where you're not preparing for to play these teams back to back days. But in terms of who's not going to win. I'll probably go with Colorado State. I think that's the one that'll maximize my points. San Diego State is a very, very good team, and they played Utah State early yeah. in the season. But I'm going to go with Colorado State to not win because they're going to have to face a Utah State team in the second round, and I don't like that matchup for Colorado State. Yeah, San Diego State has not lost since they lost to Utah State on January 16th. As you said, that was back-to-back losses to them. They've been playing well. They really haven't beat anyone in that stretch, but it's worth noting that they're kind of doing what they did last year where they're just mowing down the Mountain West, and that's a program that is definitely on the rise overall. All right, that is our Champ Week roulette, Champ Week winners, whatever you want to call it. We will keep tabs on all of them. It's going to make this, I think, more fun to watch, these tournaments, which is already going to be a blast for sure. But that'll wrap this pod. We'll be back, I'm sure, later in the week to kind of recap the beginning of some of these big power conference champ week tournaments. Maybe we'll shoot for a Friday pod, get you ready for what is the conference tournament finals that are likely going to be mostly on Saturday, Sunday, depending on what league you're looking at, and then also get you ready for Selection Sunday coming up. And I'm sure we'll have probably a Monday pod after Selection Sunday if we can fit that into our schedule, because that'll be a lot of takeaways 
from that one. So it's our favorite time of the year. It's March. It's a good time to subscribe. We're getting you ready for the tournament. If you're just jumping in now, we'll get you all caught up on where things are. We'll get you all our favorite bracket picks, all that stuff. So hit that subscribe button. Drop a review if you've got a chance. And that's going to do it for this spot. For Tyler, I'm Tim. We'll talk to you guys later in the week. The game was over.